Hi everybody and welcome to Long Term Memory. It is me, Jack. And it is me, Colin, uh, back with you once again after a little bit of a hiatus because there's been some quite mad stuff going on in the world that Jack and I live in and enjoy, which I think most of you will know what it was and stuff. Yeah, lots of football on, lots of cup finals and stuff, so... Uh, we've either been out, we've either been podcasting on other networks, we've either been pissed, so we've not managed to get stuff out. But um, the patrons, as always, will get this probably on Friday, and the rest of you will get this as normal on a Monday. But we're back on a recording schedule. Well, we hope it's going to be a normal recording schedule, but um, that can sometimes disappear. But um, we're back at least, so... You're not paying for nothing, <laughs> apart from when, when you are. <laughs> but when you do get something, it makes it all worth it. It makes exactly. it all worth yeah. it. This is the finest stuff that's came in your ears in a long time. And um, this week, we are going to talk a little bit about technology, um, but not cool, exciting, wonderful technology, Jack. Shit technology. Technology which actually makes life worse or just doesn't work. Yeah, but well, technology's always like... Is it Murphy's Law with technology? It's infinitely gets quicker, shorter or something. There's some sort of mad fucking graph you can look at where things get faster in a shorter space of time and we are living right in that age at the moment. Are you happy enough being the age you are, nearly middle-aged, 37, same as me? It was my birthday last week. Um, are you happy like where you are now, or would you rather be like a, a 16 year old in this world looking forward to what the fuck's going to come in 30 years? God, that's a question, isn't it? Um, I suppose at 37, I'll still enjoy the 30 years because I think the big difference is now that when you and I are in our 60s and 70s, Jack, we're going to be IT literate, we're going to know what to do with stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean? We're not going to be learning this stuff at an old age, which I think will help us. Um, if I could be 16 just now with the brain that I've got now and the life experience I've got just now, I'd go back every single time because yeah. I think you could go, you could totally shape your life a hell of a lot better. But I quite like being the age I am just now yeah. and being able to afford a fair bit of technology and be able to enjoy it rather than at 16 you're looking at it on the telly and just wishing you could have it, I suppose. Yeah. So it's, it's one, or, one or the other. But you know me, I quite like, I like a gadget for gadget's sake. If, if there's a gadget way of doing something, I will try and find it or use it. Well, that, that, that's the thing. Like in, in the job that I'm working just now, uh, there's a lot of sort of assistive technology for students that have got uh, learning difficulties or, or disabilities that impact their learning. And we, as advisors, tend to overshoot how IT literate kids are nowadays. But because you do think that, I don't know what fucking generation it is. Is it Z or Y or whatever? But whatever generation now, born in the 2000s basically been brought up wholly with technology and see the amount of students that we get coming in that don't know how to fucking do a word document or don't know how to like properly send an email i was having an email conversation with a girl the other day that was 17 and her whole email was put in the subject line every time she replied to me is this like i don't know i might not be worded this correctly is this a poverty thing that they've not been exposed to it, or is it is it is it more to do with their actual ability? Do you think it's, 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 it's probably it's probably about both, mate. I, I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head here. Where, where there is a, a, a an IT poverty a, a, amongst 
a lot of working class Glaswegians, which is where all of my students come from. Basically, there is a there is a marked downfall where they do, they don't have a lap. They've got they've all got phones, right? So they can all do yeah. the apps. They can all do probably Android. Eh? A lot of them will have Android, yes. Yeah. And when they walk in, I just slap them in the face and say, "Tell your mother to work harder," <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Your family don't love you. They bought you a Samsung. Fucking Samsung, man. Get out my booth right now. You smelly wee bastard. No, I don't. But, yeah, it's all, it's all very much app-based. And they know, how to do, they know how to do TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. Or not Facebook, but you know what I mean? The, the apps. But when it comes to, like, you need to write an essay, go. They don't have a fucking clue, a lot of them. Because it might be to do with, like you say, just not having even a basic Chromebook or laptop is six hundred pound. Jump up to the max twelve hundred, fourteen hundred pound. A lot of people can't afford it, yeah. So they've yeah. got a phone. Kids need a phone, and that's what the parents get them. So they can app it up, but they don't know how to do the other stuff. So we sort of overcompensate and think, well, other kids they must know how to do it. So yeah, it's it's a sort of double edged sword where they are tech literate, but maybe not like. Windows literate or fucking pages literate or something, you know, like the the stuff that we would find dead simple, basically. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That does make sense. Have you got like a? Have you? What's your favourite bit of technology, Jack, and your favourite gadget or thing like that? Do you have one that kind of stands out for you? See, I, I just noticed he had added this to the notes about five minutes ago, and I was uh, taking a piss in between recordings. And the answer is, without being without having recency bias, without just going, oh, my phone. It's kind of hard to think of a, a gadget. I've never really been gadget savvy like yourself. I've never, it's never really interested me that much that I thought, oh, there's a new gadget that does something, therefore I must get that. So I've got my phone, I've got like a smart Alexa type thing we can speak to that I've literally used once and it was the day I got it and it was like a novelty it was like Alexa play terrible dance music and it did <laughs> right it did and my phone I don't use Siri or anything my phone I kind of use my phone for Twitter WhatsApp betting and that's about it so without the recency bias my favourite gadget it's probably that this is going to sound really old fashioned. Is the fact that I've I've got in my car. It's a fourteen plate, so it's at least eight years old. But it's got the the Bluetooth connectivity. So basically, yeah. see when I get into my car, whatever podcast I've been playing last doesn't matter if I've turned it off. Automatically starts playing once I get in my car and driving mode goes on. That saves me a lot of hassle and a lot of time. But again, that's a dead recent thing that's connected up to the driving mode in your iPhone like yeah, it doesn't connect sense, unless though. it says driving yeah so um, but that's not really a gadget that's just saying my phone and Bluetooth so Bluetooth probably is a pretty cool thing Bluetooth is a cool thing it was um, invented in Sweden um, and it's named after an old king called King Bluetooth yeah. and um, Harald Harada yeah, he he basically brought the the Catholics and the Protestants of Sweden together, and uh, that's why it was named after him because it 
basically brings people together. Bluetooth technology. Yeah, it wasn't Catholics and Protestants. It was like, like in, in the, the 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 Nordic society, they they didn't have this religion where they had like a god, another god. It was all folklore and stuff. So it wasn't particularly Catholics and Protestants. It was just people with different beliefs, basically. Ah, right. Okay. And they brought them all together. Yeah, and the the Bluetooth symbol is his initials in Nordic symbols, basically. Yeah. Like if, if you ask me, my favorite gadget, like if recency bias, I'd say my new MacBook because it's like an M one, it's like That's an M one Max. It literally I throw stuff at it and it just does everything. Doesn't slow down. It's amazing. Um, I remember getting my Apple Watch and that kind of blew my world for a little bit. But I'd probably go back as far as the two ones that kind of stick out for me, Jack, would be when I got my first iPod. Oh, see, um, right, okay. I've got, yes, that's good because iPod. one of your next questions is what's my least favourite or disappointing gadget? So keep going, mate. On you go, sorry. Okay, um, so the iPod, the ability of all those songs in your pocket was pretty cool. Um, I remember when I first got a PlayStation and turned it on and the jump up from like Super oh, Nintendo and yeah. Sega and stuff like that, that blew my brain. And then even just recently, um, I got a set of Bluetooth thermometers uh, for cooking. And so basically, like you put your roast in the oven or you put your steak on or whatever, you shove the thermometer in it and your phone basically beeps to tell you when, when it's ready, when it's rare, when <laughs> it's medium and all that sort of stuff. Super and yeah. dead simple bit of technology, but the difference it makes is mental. It's so, so, so good. And I wish I'd bought them years ago. So that'd probably be mine. Um which one disappointed you? What one were you going to say? I've got a feeling you're going to say iPod now. iPod, mate, yeah. No way. Why, why did the iPod disappoint you? Because this is going to sound very much, it's very much from the the Carol Pilkington book of reasoning. I didn't like choice. a fucking thousand songs. I've never <laughs> liked a thousand songs. I've never liked ten bands. I didn't need all them. And when I had my iPod on, I would put it on shuffle and I would skip and it would fucking annoy me what song came on. And I would then just go turn shuffle off and listen to the songs that I wanted to, which would be a bit of Slipknot or a bit of, like, it, it would be shit songs, don't get me wrong, but I never had room in my brain to listen to a thousand different songs or a, a hundred different artists. And that's why it was disappointing because... I get that if you're a a music aficionado and you want to listen to an album track off of a um, Weezer album, then cool. But if you want to listen to the one Weezer song that you know, <laughs> just fucking listen to it, man. So th that's where I'm coming from. I think that was really disappointing because I went out and I bought it secondhand from like a cash converters or something. I couldn't afford a new one. Like it was, say it was 350 quid, 300 quid for a new one. You could get it for like 80 quid out of cash converter. So I went, got one, hooked it up to my laptop, put 2,000 songs on it and listened to about 40 of them. So yeah, <laughs> that's the one that got me. So I would argue that's not an iTunes issue though. That's a, that's an iTunes music management issue that you've synced over too much stuff. Because it's you, it's you at the end of the day that's picked up because on but your then, iPod. But, 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 but then, why would you, Your iPod holds... Eight gigs a song, so a thousand albums or whatever. I just personally didn't need a thousand albums, so yeah, yeah it probably okay. is on me. But that's why it disappointed me because I listened to the same forty songs for the whole of my life since I was eighteen. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's okay. 
Um, I think probably mine is the TV I bought before my current TV. It's probably the one that disappointed me the most. Was it a 3D TV? It was a 3D TV. Good <laughs> Push, man. <laughs> um, it was a Samsung 50-inch 3D plasma. And it was a good TV. It was a, it was a perfect Special TV. glasses? Yeah, it came with the it came with the actual <laughs> yeah. proper electric glasses that you had to put like batteries in and stuff like that. And that TV, I got a bigger TV. So that TV's fucked off into the sunroom now. But the three D part of it was it will never be used. The three D part of it because you can't get a three D connection anymore. Sky stopped Sky three D and stuff like that. Um, so it'll never ever be used. But I think I used it once for the golf, and it was quite good on the golf because following the golf ball in three D was quite cool. But the rest of it, absolute nonsense. And sitting with the glasses on was a pain in the arse. Yeah, I watched uh, my pal get one, and it was like a night. It's like, like it's getting delivered at 2 o'clock. There's a game at 3 o'clock. I think it's Man U v <laughs> fucking Watford. First game in 3D on Sky Sports 3D. Went round and watched it. And the only thing that I remember is it fucking gave me a sore head. Yes. And my pal is. saying to me, Try not look at the 3D. What the, what the fuck do you mean? Like, that's the only reason you bought it is for the 3D. <laughs> but he's like, Try not look at the depth perception. I was like, I've never watched that again. We tried to watch The Last Airbender, which I think was the first 3D film on Sky uh-huh. that night. It gave me a sore head again. Just gave me a pounding yeah. sore head, man. I was like, no, fuck that. Never it's again. Shit. And even like Another- 3D in the cinema is shit because to get the 3D, you have to you have to turn down the colour, basically. And you're watching a, a dark film at that point to get the benefit yeah, of Toy it. Story, I'd rather see the colour. Toy Story 3 or 4 would have been the only film I've seen in, in 3D at the cinema. And again... Pounding sore headache and I fell asleep because I had to shut my eyes because my head was yeah. so fucking sore trying to watch it. Another scam was the the, the curved TVs. <laughs> yeah, just that fucking scam. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just oh, it, it's kind of looks new and cool. Um, cost you eighteen hundred pound for a curved telly. Oh, quality. Give me one of them. And within what eighteen months, maybe that's a curved telly. Yeah, they're done. They're, they're they're all right for like a desktop monitor type thing. They 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 do have their use for that because you're sat right in front of it, close to it. And yeah, you yeah, do yeah. get a benefit. But a curved TV nap, no need for that whatsoever. Um, there's loads of stuff here that I've got a list of some of the stuff, Jack, which is shit. Right. Before um, you move on, mate. Yeah. One of your other questions here was, what bit of technology do you dislike the most? Yes. I hate my ring doorbell. Okay, that surprises me because I'm a big fan of my ring doorbell. What is it? You know, is it is it too is it too sensitive for you? Is it going off too much? Yeah, no, I've done all the settings where it's just like it basically just looks at the path and stuff like that. It's the fact that there's I don't have the app on my phone, so like I don't even get notifications or anything when I'm at work. It's the <laughs> fact that it seems to have taken over my missus's life, Karen's life. Because she will consistently check her ring, <laughs> check the ring, <laughs> just like during the day, just check the ring to see who's walked past, check the ring to see if there's a fox outside, check the ring to see if it's dark, if it's raining, like the fucking windows there, like you just, just just fucking look out the window, and it, it's it's not personally for me, it's more just the fact that I've been sitting watching a film with Carl, and I'll see the phone sneak out. Air pocket, 
and she starts flicking about, and I take a wee look, and she's looking at a ring, which is what's happening outside live. <laughs> like, fucking hell, man. Like, it's, it's dark, it's raining. Who cares? And that's the only reason why I don't, I don't like it. I, I like the idea of it, being able to say, I don't answer my door anyway. Never answer my door unless I'm expecting a package or expecting somebody. I had the, the census people at the door the other day. I looked out oh. the window and <laughs> they, st- they stared directly at you and then you just sit back down. Like, fuck you, no answering. <laughs> so I've not filled that in, right? Apparently it's a £1,000 if they catch you not doing it. Oh, mate, they'll, they'll come to your door soon. They must be doing the G53 postcode just now. Yeah, um, well, just ignore them. See, I'm fucked as well because I've um, so I've moved my office down from up the stairs to down the stairs for the summer. Um, so I'm like working out the sunroom now, um, just because there was obviously working for home every day. There was too many days, Jack, where I was getting up, getting at my office, and literally not even coming down the stairs until tea time. Yeah. So I wanted to try and get. Hello, friends. Colin here. The looks, the charm, and the brains behind Drugs' memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've now introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee-haw other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate Life is a little bit shit just now, and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people, then we will. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrongtermmemory, and you'll be able to get early access to shows, ad-free, and lots of bonus content. Some sunlight and get the doors open and all the windows open, so I've started working down the stairs, but it's not so easy to hide down the stairs from like the door but, and stuff like but, that but we've got to a, we've got to a stage in humanity now we don't need to hide just ignore them if they look in your window <laughs> just look at them man that. and just shrug your shoulders just what? I can't do it like see see amount of times like I've brought home for the last two years and see the times where I've been sat and I hear a clunk and I go oh no oh no and the ladders appear at the door at the window and then suddenly there's a guy washing my window while I'm sat looking out of it and it makes me so uncomfortable. I don't know why. It's happened now three or four times during lockdown or during oh, the same time. You, and you, you must have the same window cleaner as me. Does it look, look like Jesus? Uh, well, look, no, he's like not. Long he, hair? No, no, a different guy then. No, this guy's got like a shaved in hair. Oh, yeah. see, no, mine's just a guy looks like Jesus, but the guy that runs it is an Irish guy. And he comes to the door and you cannot get rid of this guy. He stands and talks and talks and talks, right? And I caught my belter one night, an absolute belter, because he, he, he talks to me about Rangers, right? And I found out he's not a Rangers fan because he talked about the game and then he made a mistake. About, he mentioned how Ibrooks was dead busy. And I was like, all right, well, it was an away game. Just trying to get the, that trying tip to out of you, that. Yeah, and he's always... This, this won't... I'm not going to say that. He's always asking if I want any work done in the garden, right, basically. That's all I'm going to say about this Irish guy. <coughs> does, he, um, does he tell driveways and shit? <laughs> yeah, he does offer to do the driveway. He has offered to do it sometimes. Yeah. Um, he also he also refuses, point blank, to accept a standard order in his bank account, which means I often owe him three or four times the money because I don't have cash. Oh, um, I've, said, I've said to my window cleaner, how do you know get... Like you can literally get an app in your phone where you just ping it and it goes in 
Yeah. And he he's, he's just always went, nah, I just want the cash. Because he's a tax dodging bastard. Yeah, because basically. he's um he's, he's still in yeah, the he's, he's claiming universal credit, he's claiming housing benefit, <laughs> blah blah blah. Like let, uh, let's just be fucking honest. Uh, he's he got cash because he's scared of heights. Um <laughs> but, but aye, that's 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 one for him. Um one of the things that pisses me off, Jack, and I'll tell you why it pisses me off, because it's something that should work, it should help, it should avoid me talking to a human being. It's self-service machines in supermarkets. Really? Um, okay. The amount of times they don't work properly, there's unexpected items in the baggage area. Um, the ones down at Tesco are a bit now, they actually, you can actually watch your face on it, they're looking at you. That's um, recording your face, taking pictures of your face, but it still beeps if you're buying a beer or buying a Red Bull to come and check that you're old enough. Surely oh. it can tell my tell by my face that I'm old enough. You would think so, yeah. And I know exactly what you're talking about. The Tesco Express just at the bottom of the road on Crookston Road, basically. Yeah. Yeah, like I, when I go in there, nine times out of ten I will just wait in the queue until to get a human to serve me, basically. Especially if I've got that. something like like a lot of the time I need to pick up Gaviscon or Paracetamol and stuff and I just think, I'll just fucking go with a person or I need to buy fags or tobacco because I'm a dirty smoker. So I says nine times out of ten, I'll go to the person. But tonight I went in and got butter and cold meat, basically. Because of that, I went to the self-service. It was easy. Beep, beep, beep when you walk out. But when you've got anything that's got an age restriction on it, I just don't even bother, man. I just go to the yeah. person. Have you used the, the guns that has the govern yet? Because they're really good. I've not been in as the govern in years, I don't think, mate, to be honest sure. with you, man. It's been a long, long time. Used to go when I stayed uh, closer to it, but now we've moved up here, Tesco Silverburn's closer. So no, I've not been in it a long time. So what do you mean by the gun? So you walk in and there's a big wall full of guns, right? And you take one and basically as you put stuff in your trolley, you scan it. Right. Okay. And then you go to a special gun checkout and basically you just shoot your gun at the checkout. And it tells you your price, you pay it and you leave. You don't scan any of your stuff again. Your stuff never comes out your trolley. You take the bags you need and you just bag it all up. Or what I do is I take bags when I'm going in and I just put it in bags in the trolley. So you're basically scanning, bagging as you walk around the supermarket. And then you just shoot the gun, pay the money and out you go. And basically, I think basically they say one in every 10 people get stopped for a random check to make sure you're not stealing anything. Um, I've never been stopped, but I imagine there's some profiling and stuff that they do which dictates that. Um, it, it, it will, it'll either better. be profiling or it'll be there'll be a couple of security guards sitting watching people with guns and what yeah. they what they scan and what they don't basically. But it's good. It, it, it means that basically the only interaction you have in ASDA is talking to the girl to create your own pizza counter. That's it basically. Yeah. Uh, so it's quite good. Ham, pepperoni. Mushrooms, chorizo, steak slices, mozzarella yeah, discs. Meat. That's Just that. put all the meat on it, please. <laughs> yeah, Michelle, thanks. Uh, and <laughs> an onion. Um, uh, I don't even want the onion, Michelle. You just keep that to yourself. Yeah. This, this, this next one, Jack, is one that I think we might disagree on. I think we're going to disagree on this. Yeah, it's one we've came to fucking blows nearly in the past about two-factor authentication. Yeah, I fucking hate it. For security reasons, it's brilliant. I and hate it. I, that's the, that, I think that's the opposing arguments that it takes an extra 10 seconds to get a text message. Yeah, but it's also, we've got a problem though in that a lot of the stuff we do is shared access for basically for drives and for everything else. So if yeah. I've set it up, then I don't mind two-factor two factor authentication. 
However, if you've set it up and I've got to wait for you to get a text message where I can do something, it's fucking infuriating. Oh, no, that, that, oh, that's a complete pain in the ass, and we have came up with ways of circumnavigating sort of that, whereas we, we just set it up so we don't have it, and we've got a, a password that I create using a, a password creator that is 98 characters long, and you're not going to figure it out, and <laughs> you hate it I, when I send that you. That pisses me off as well. Just, just copy and paste that, mate, you'll be fine. But once you've copied and pasted it, it's saved in your Safari, it's there. So don't complain about it. The, <laughs> the, the, the two-factor thing for personal security, like your own stuff, is is good, surely. That people nah. can't get into your fucking bank unless they text you. Yeah, well, it's important. It's important for your bank. I get that. I've got it turned on for. I've got it turned on for basically anything that can do me harm. I've got it turned on for social media, um, and my banking, but everything else. So it's good then. It's no, that was a pain in the arse. Because it's just well, an unnecessary if, step. If, if you really thought it was that much of a pain in the arse when you set it up? Well, but I think the idea of somebody stealing my Facebook and growing it and posting cocks on it for a day, it's probably worse. So, yeah, but so therefore, for personal security, like one-on-one stuff, but if you've shared stuff, it's a pain in the arse. Yeah, I, I get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Never it's denied that. Sense. I mean, like, to, we'll, we'll, jump, we'll jump ahead slightly, just miss a section here for a minute. The other one, which is the same, is cookies on websites. Who the fuck decided that you now have to click accept on every single website with a cookie warning? No matter how often you go on that website, it is fucking infuriating. Um, I fucking hate it. It's one of the bane's of my life. You go into a website, the website loads, and before you can do anything, you've got to go down and click that little accept box. I hate it. Yeah, it's it's annoying, but some of these cookies, I'd imagine, were very damaging to your your security, your personal life. They're, they're still damaging, though, because I just fucking hit accepting all of them. Yeah, I know, but but you've made that choice to do it, whereas it wasn't a choice where people could like literally track your movements, like where you went for the shit and stuff like that. They'd know. Like, I don't have any issues with it. Like, fair enough. I don't have any issues with it when you're using the same browser, so you accept it once, and next time you go to that website, it's fine. It's kind of annoying in incognito mode or using a new browser, but again, it is. All you do do and all I do as well is click accept. It's not that much of an issue. It's an extra wave with my finger. Yeah, but the... The big issue was when companies were doing it to track your movements, track your buying, track your this X, Y, and Z without you knowing. You didn't know what was happening. Yeah, that's that's fair. That is fair. What's your thoughts on this whole Internet of Things sort of thing where you end up with things like microwaves that are connected to the Internet and ovens that are connected to the Internet and stuff like that? I can get the uh, the, the reasoning behind it. You're, um, you've got hive mind which is going to the internet to figure out things, and I can get why the hive house is a good thing. It's minus two outside. Jim, Jack's coming home from... I don't know why I used a different name. Jack's coming home from work at quarter to five, according to his phone. So we'll stick the heat on 15 minutes before he comes in so that the house will be nice and warm. You can set all that shit up. I think that's a good thing. When it gets to the stage where your fridge is asking you, like... Click accept. It's a bit fuck it. It's a bit much. I think. Yeah. So I've got I've got the hive, which is quite good for that reasons. I like it. Um, you can kind of 
get little things going on with that. The, I mean, you can get a fridge now, Jack, right? When you're filling your fridge, you scan the items into your fridge and then it gives you notifications on the front door when things are about to go to date. You used to get the, the Amazon button as well, like for things yeah, like dog food. And, and stuff like that. And condoms yeah. was the other one. Yeah. Um, but I, it, there's, I mean, there's, a, there's an embedded tweet here. Um, a guy is taking a picture of his oven because he's got to accept terms and conditions on the front of his oven before he uses it, which is yeah, no, they're quite indebted. I can't even read them. No, it's a bloody but picture, I, but it's pages of stuff. I think there's a down button there, like to read it all. Next you know what? Previous. I would, I would quite like an oven like that because I don't know. I don't know about you. Do you not find it dead annoying getting up to turn the oven on and then coming <clears> back to the living room and waiting five ten minutes for it to heat up? So see if you could sit in the living room and turn the oven on to heat up, and then you just go through and put your stuff in it. That'd be good. I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but do you ever remember the guy Metcalf that used to kick about with Gordon? Big tall guy, long hair, uh, yes. the rock. He works for an oven development company, or he did uh-huh. last time I spoke to him. And I had this conversation with him fucking years ago. I was like, can you get an oven you just turn on and it goes to 260 degrees within like five seconds? And at this time I was having the conversation with him, he went, no, no, no. But that technology has come on now. Surely we can literally go like that. Well, it's I know it has, and everybody's got it. It's an air fryer, basically. Well, yeah, yeah. But even then, you're at, like, the air fryer I've got, maybe a wee cheap one from Aldi or whatever, but it says, like, put to 180 degrees for, I think, five minutes before you put anything in. Oh, the does it. Goes Everybody away. just fucking fires it in. Yeah. And the thing as well, with, I said this before, with gas ovens is just a, a button that automatically turns off your gas if you leave it on which I've never seen an oven with, but there's, there's got to be a technology where you put the the gas on by accident, maybe, because I've walked into the kitchen and you smell gas and you've left it on after cooking something. Should be a technology where it just, or oh, the gas is on by itself, just turn it off. Yeah, that Just a wee fucking, a wee machine that just turns it off. I think the only reason I'm still alive is the fact that I don't smoke, because the amount of times I've left the gas on, for an hour, two hours or something like that. And literally if I'd if I'd lit a fag at some point now so I'd be dead. So Yeah, I've done it as well I've cooked something and a couple of hours later I walked into the kitchen and like went to pick up a knife and went, oh, and felt that like felt it on. It smells like, disgusting. Yeah, so it smells disgusting, but even if you leave leave it on with a flame, there should be some sort of function to turn that off after like it should have a like a pad on it, or well, there's no frying pan on top of this, so it's just on by itself and it just turns it off. But there's it would, not. It definitely there should be. Yeah. yeah. Right, guys, this might have come in at an inopportune moment, but we're going to wrap up part one of Bad Technology Call, and I think we've done uh, enough for part one. Yeah, it's been a bit, like I say, been a while since between episodes, so we've got away with ourselves a little bit, and this episode's went on longer than we thought, mate. So let's split it into two, and people can enjoy it twice rather than just once. Yeah, so we will be back with you next week, guys. Cheers. Bye.